Hey everybody, this is Seth, and welcome back to another episode of Men in Your Life, Unapologetically Human. I'm this week's host, Seth, and I'm joined here today by Chris. How's it going, Chris? Hey, doing well, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely going to be an interesting podcast without Brady or Dan. Um, but of course, as Dan announced last week in the podcast, Brady's getting married, so congratulations, Brady. And um, Dan actually is out there on the West Coast to join him and celebrate him. So yeah, they're having an awesome time. Yeah, I hope I hope everything went great. I saw a couple of pictures of them meeting for the first time. It was looked super cool. What a bear hug, dude! I don't know if you got a chance to see that. That was that was intense. And then of course, you know, Taylor was able to uh, keep us updated with how it was. She sent it a couple of other screenshots to my wife, which was pretty funny, you know. But I'm I'm happy that they're there, man. I, I hope everything went great and had the uh, best day, you know. Right, and what an incredible story, too, with Brady and Dan. You know, they created this podcast to, you know, help people and talk about mental health. Um, and they have been friends for a while now, but they actually never met in person. And I so know, that, that – When I heard that, with, with, with they, how they flow, blew me away. I was like, get out. There's no way you didn't know. You didn't meet, you know? Right, exactly. You think like they've been best friends for the longest time. But no, like, I mean, he's on the West Coast. Dan's over here on the East Coast. Um they just click so well together. And then, yeah, that was the first time they were met in person. So what an incredible moment. What an incredible picture. That was, that was great. I know, man. It was, it was pretty awesome to see that. And I'm, I'm happy that everything worked out so, they, uh, so that they could go and uh, meet up and uh, share the day together, you know? Yeah. So for all the listeners now, please don't unsubscribe. Dan and uh, Brady will be back. Don't worry. But um, I think this is going to be a great podcast. I'm excited for this one. What do you think, Seth? Oh, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I am excited for this one as well. I, there's, we're going to hit on some subjects that I, I feel very strongly about, so I, I absolutely, definitely, definitely agree. Yeah, but I mean, of course, before we get started, in uh, usual fashion, uh, how was your week, man? I was pretty good, pretty good. Uh, work was, was, it was busy, not crazy or anything like that, nothing new, but just busy, busy, busy. I'm so ready for this weekend, man. Like we've got a long weekend on, and I'm just—I've done nothing productive all weekend, which is just how nice. I like. <laughs> Sometimes how about you weekends. Um, yeah. Um, again, I'm so glad it's a long weekend. Happy Labor Day, everyone. Um, yeah, work was a little stressful this week. Um, I, I definitely needed the weekend this time, and a, a long weekend as well. I mean, obviously nothing, nothing huge. Just you know, when all the small things kind of build up. Um. When it's so, a lot yeah. of it, it really, really brings you down, you know? I can absolutely, so I can, yeah. Absolutely. You know, like just being a teacher this year, I mean, I love my class, I love my students, but again, you know, just everything, it's just, it can build up pretty quickly. Um, and then, of course, you know, having a four month old, and my wife is amazing. She's been a huge support, huge help, and, I, you know, my daughter is amazing. Um, but of course, having a child is just, you come home and you have, you can't just sit down and do nothing. You have more responsibility when you get home. And of course, being a teacher, I'm also working when I get home as well. It doesn't just end when I get to leave work. So that kind of built up this week. But again, it's a long weekend. Thank God for Labor Day. Um, so it's been nice. We've had a lot of downtime. We've done a lot of fun things so far this weekend. So it's been That's nice. That's cool, man. That's cool. Yeah, I know. I know. My mom was a teacher for uh, uh, 20 plus years. So I, 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 I know. I know what you're. I know similar to. I don't know what grade you te- teach, but. Um, I like I know I know the work that teachers do is is just insane because she would go school would end and uh, I went to the same elementary school uh, that she taught in so I would go to her class and we'd hang out and we'd probably stay there school would end around three she'd stay there till like five and then Mm -hmm. she'd come home and then depending on the day she may still have stuff to do at home 
right? Lesson plans, grading, and all that. So I mean, shout right. out to shout out to our teachers, man, because they do not get enough appreciation. Yeah, I mean, it's a high rewarding job, but it's also a very stressful job, I will say. What um, what grade did she teach? Oh man, she was not on good terms with the principal, so she taught all of the grades, just about. Oh no. Um, yeah, so she started out, uh, I believe, third grade, then jumped to sixth grade, then back to third, then to fourth, and then back to sixth, I think. Um, so it was all in elementary school and stuff. Like it was, it was kind of funny because like I, I, uh, I actually ended up having her for uh, when I was in sixth grade. She was, we did a like. She a, taught you. She taught in one of the classes. They kind of did this thing where they did like the whole introduction to swapping classes, kind uh, of like. Yeah. The, the middle school type thing. So she ended up teaching my, uh, I believe it was my history class. I, uh, I did not get away with much. She was very, um, <laughs> I was not like, I was not like a pet, like, like a favorite, like a, a teacher's pet. No, nah, not at all. Like she, she, she held the bar high on me. Like I just, oh, it was, it, I mean, it was fun. I, I had, I had a lot of fun, you know, it was, and it, I, looking back, I'm glad it was actually a really cool experience that I got to know all the teachers and stuff. I had like free roam of all, the entire school after hours because, I couldn't go home, so, you know. Right. I mean, it was, it was really cool. It was really cool, actually. That's awesome. So yeah. now, this is in Northern Virginia, right? Yeah, yeah. She uh, she taught up in uh, Centerville. Yeah. Gotcha. I was going to say, so down here, like, once you get out of the, I think it's, once you get into Prince William County, um, elementary school is just K through 5. Um, oh, so yeah. So, sixth yeah. grade for us is a middle school, but that's that's interesting. Y'all had K through 6, because that's a whole completely different dynamic. Yeah, no, I, I, and see, I thought that was normal. I see, uh, I think my wife went to a school that was uh, K through six, or, or she had some family that did, and she told me that, and I was like, oh, that's weird. And she's like, no, what you went through is weird. And I was like, what I went through is normal, you know? Like, I don't I mean, know. It's it, what you know, right? Yeah, it's it's very interesting to see to see like how it does. And I, I mean, like it would, I didn't see anything wrong with it. Like I just, you know, it was. I mean, and to to be honest, I don't know about you, but I feel like I've talked to me and my wife about it, and I'm like, like middle school is just like that black hole of school that like you just don't know mm-hmm. what's going on. It's such a, it's such a change, but then you're change. Oh, it's just this whole thing, and I just, I don't know. I mean, I was I was happy that it only lasted for two years. You know, I'm glad I didn't have to go through for like three years. You know, oh so. man, it, it's like the dark ages. When I look back, I loved yeah. elementary school, I loved high school, um, but man, middle school were the dark ages. Yeah, it's definitely. I used to wear this like bright blue sweatshirt every day, and what I mean like every day, I'm talking like every day. I'm talking like nice. 90 degrees out, and I'm wearing this ratty blue sweatshirt. Had like very few fret. Oh man, it was just it was not a good time. Not a good time. I don't want to go back. Let's not reminisce about that. <laughs> yeah, talk about mental health. We need to do an episode of uh, mental health in the school system. Oh, Josh, man. do a yeah, whole year's about, uh, worth for middle school alone. Yeah, you're about to say is like you're talking, you know, you're not you're not talking small here, man. You're going you're going big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no. So speaking of obviously mental health, um, our topic today I'm really excited about is not um, middle school. It's actually purpose. So finding your purpose in life. Yeah. So one of the things that I want to like preface this whole thing with, um, you know, and and you guys have mentioned this a couple times and and the last couple of podcasts that I've I've been on and. And stuff like that. You know, you guys say that I'm like an incredibly optimistic person. One of the things that I want to like preface this whole thing about is that like I'm not I'm not I'm not personally big on self-improvement. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I understand the whole aspect of it, the benefits of it and stuff like that. But I'm I'm really not a person that's, you know, big on it for myself. Like, I wouldn't I, I, I don't I don't enjoy it, you know, because I see where I want to go with it. And like I can, you know, I just 
I've never seen the benefit to myself. And I've seen people go through it. My wife has gone through it a couple times, you know, and gone to a couple couple things or read up on it. And like for me, I just not doing it. So I don't want anybody to get like this impression that I'm like some sort of guru or trying to, you know, sell <laughs> this like, you know, this method of, of thinking or whatever that, you know, like, you know, I, it's not it's not me, you know, like. I've just always been a very logical person, and I've kind of like seen my life go in like a linear fashion, um, for the most part. Um, and I really, I just, I just want to preface that before I start getting super deep on this, and people start thinking I know something because I don't, I don't know stuff. <laughs> right. Well, I think that's what's great about this podcast, and I think Dan and Brady would agree. Like, none of us are professionals. I am in no way um, um, a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I am not a philosopher. Um, and we're going to talk about purpose today. And with this, I think what is what makes it real is we're just everyday guys. You know, um, I struggle with mental health um, purpose. And so we're coming from this in the perspective of we struggle with this and we are trying to figure out ourselves. And this is what we've learned so far in our lives or what we witnessed in our lives. And um, that's why we're sitting here talking about today in no way, shape or form. Are we perfect? Um, I'm definitely, you know, I've got my struggles. Um, and again, I struggle with purpose sometimes. So that's what makes this, at least for me, that's what I'm so passionate about. This subject is because it has hit home for me. And I've spent many of nights and days just kind of like think about why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing? Um, and, um, that's why I think, you know, we're sitting here and that's why we love this subject. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you, man. Like, and that's uh, and sh again, shout out to uh, Dan and Brady for creating this thing, right? Just a couple of normal dudes, you know, going through life just like everybody else, and 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 you know, creating this opportunity for people to kind of like realize that, like, yeah, everybody kind of goes through like the same or similar similar things. But yeah, I totally agree with you, man. This is one of my. This is probably um, talking about like, you know, shout out to the. Uh, last episode i was on where we we're talking about faith and stuff this is one of those things where like like this is my faith type thing where i like i i, I try to live by this um you know because i i it's i see i see a lot i've seen a lot of people right spending time in the military the government and stuff like that i've i've had jobs where i've seen a lot of people and i've just gotten to interact with a lot of people and a lot of times um one of the things i noticed and not 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 it's not all inclusive just a lot of people um people just don't necessarily have a purpose or they're not working towards a purpose right? right not to say that they're not doing good stuff like they're not doing good work they're not doing good things for their family i'm not saying that um the whole thing is is like this is like an overarching view of what are you going to do with your life what happens when you get to the end of your life and then when you look back what are you going to think about it right and i've i've I didn't. It took. It hit me. It hit me a little bit when I was uh, a kid. Not. Not. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. I've always kind of like had a plan for my life. You know. Like obviously, it's not like you know. <laughs> I'm not doing great by it because like there's a few things that have changed that I thought that I would uh, go through. But like having that purpose, like that underarching purpose to your life and what you do and the things that you do, like I think it really makes you happy. Um, even if the scenario that you're in isn't great, I feel like that purpose can get you through it you know actually it's and, interesting that yeah, sorry that you bring oh, that no, up because i did a little research on this to see like you know mental health and um a purpose and a lot of articles i found they found a correlation between people who have a sense of purpose in life um are have a higher 
I guess, higher mental health, a healthier mental status, and are able to keep that healthy mental status during rougher times. Now, again, what the articles were saying is like, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have rough times in life. It doesn't mean you're not going to struggle in life. And even, you know, mentally, you're not going to struggle in life. But what the study shows, having that sense of purpose actually did help them get through tough times. Oh, wow. Here I am trying to talk to people stuff, and I'm sitting over here learning stuff. <laughs> no, no, I mean, this is right yeah, about no, what it, you're saying. It's really, it's really interesting. I, I, I only speak from, from, like, my experience and, like, looking at, like, how I, I was, you know. Like, so, like, that's really interesting to hear that. But, you know, for, like, for me, I mean, it kind of makes sense, you know. Like, it, it's one of those things where it's just, like, ever since, ever since I've kind of figured out what I wanted to do, and then I started doing that, uh, and I can get into that a little bit. Uh, it'll be a lot of it, but I, I can get into that a little bit later. But it's just like ever since, like ever since I found out like what I wanted to do for my my life uh, and my purpose, and then I started acting on it. I started getting to that point where I was able to start doing those things. Um, you know, it's it's I it's changed my my perspective. You know, um, uh, what, what's the what's the phrase that Dan says? Uh, change your mind, change your life, change your life, change your mind. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Sorry like if we that. misquoted yeah. you on that, Dan, but I think that's yeah, exactly that's, what it that's is. Yeah, that's going to be on me. <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those things, like, once I once I kind of changed it, like, every, like just this, it wasn't like a, it was like a fundamental shift, but it also wasn't. Um, you know, like, it was a big deal uh, for me, because I can nail the point the exact day it was. It was, uh, oh, man, uh, dropped the ball. Uh, October 20th, 2016. Uh, it was the day I got out of the Army. And it, that is the day that I could change uh, – my, my perspective changed on on basically, I would say, life. But, you know, it was it was far smaller than life. Um, but it was it was like ever since then, I've just been able to, you know, like been able to be happy. You know, like it was it was one of those things. I'm not it's not I'm not going to say they're going to go they're going to go hand in hand. I, I really can't say that. And I would think I think that you'd be I think that it would it would be kind of foolish to kind of say that like once you find your purpose, your life's going to go great. Right. It's, it's, it's going to be one of those things like you're going to find it. Things are going to work for it. Some, some things are going to go against it. You're going to always get those challenges. And then you're always going to get those points where, you know, that you're just going to get to that, that's that kind of place in your head where you're just like, is this what I want? You know, or you're just going to have that time where you're questioning it, you know, and I think, I think that's going to be, you know, that's always one of those challenges throughout life, you know, and, and it'll challenge what your purpose is, what you think your purpose is. Absolutely. And yeah, it, it may change. You may figure out like you're living the wrong purpose. Maybe you're supposed to be doing something else. Absolutely. Now, you mentioned that. So you said you found your sense of purpose once you got out of the military. Is that what you said? Yeah. So kind of to kind of roll it back a little bit because I got to explain explain how I got to that point and then how I got to this point. So when I first joined the military, as I said before, I joined uh, as an MP, military policeman, um, and I I wanted to do 20 years just like my dad. I wanted to get in the military. I wanted to, uh, you know, do whatever for 20 years, get out, retire and all that. Um, I got in and I went to basic training and I went to my first unit. And within six months of being in my first unit, it hit me that I was like, I don't think, I don't, it's like, I don't think I'm cut out for this. Uh, and you know, I don't, I just want to make everyone know that like, I'm not, I'm not crapping on the, on the military. I, I enjoyed some aspects of it. I disliked more of other aspects of it, but it all depends on where you're at, what you're doing and how you, 
how you think about how they do things. Because I disliked how they did a lot of things, but also logically it made a lot of sense. I you know it was just I just disliked the processes and procedures and stuff like that. But right. they, when you boil it down, like you know, like it's there for a reason and it works, right? Um, so one of the things that I just did, I found out is that like I found out early on, I couldn't do it. I I I mean, don't get me wrong. I could do my job. I could do the PT. I could do all the work that they were doing, right? But mentally, I was like, I, did, I was getting no satisfaction out of it. I I was getting paranoid. Like men- mentally, I just I, it started wearing on me. I got paranoid because there was a lot of things like, you know, like hey, stay alert, stay alive. You know, and we'd see all these things where, um, you know, where they'd be like, hey, here's this Nerf gun that we found on the internet. You like it? It's cute. No, it's an actual shotgun, and they'll kill you with it. So it was one of those things where it's like I was like, whoa, okay, all right, you know, like it was a lot, and it was meant to keep you meant to keep you awake, alert, and all of that stuff, which was which is good. I definitely agree with that. But for me, it started wearing on me. Um, I would get paranoid. I did. I stopped like going. I stopped going out to large crowds because I didn't enjoy it. Because I was always like, "Hey, I'm gonna get jumped. And, you know, someone's gonna pull a gun." And uh, you know, it was just one of those things. So mentally, I wasn't doing great there. But also, you know, when it came down to it, I didn't like how like I didn't I didn't enjoy my job as much. It it right. stopped being fun shortly. Like once, you know, when the eight hour shifts turned into 12 hour shifts and the 12 hour shifts turned into 14 hour shifts. Right. So like, I didn't enjoy that uh, so much. And then, you know, there, were, I, I just liked PT. I'm, I'm not a PT guy. I was never one of the PT guys. <laughs> and so what ended up happening was I decided that I was going to get out. Right. But you can't just get out of the military. Uh, you know, it's not it's not that simple. You don't just be like, all right, guys, I'm you know, here's my two weeks. It's not like that. Uh, so I signed up for five years, uh, which is the minimum for an MP. The last I checked, which was a long time ago. So don't quote me on it. But uh, so I started doing it. And about I want to say three and a half years in this was back when I was in New York. I, I got to the point where I was just like, I can't do this. Like I was angry all the time. My wife can attest to that. I talked to her and I'd just be angry, you know, not not at anybody or anything. I was just angry. Um, and so like she started talking, telling me, she's like, hey, you know, like you can kind of you're kind of angry. Is there anything you can do or whatever? And mostly I think what it was just to boil it down to a simple, simple thing was I was angry at where I was um, in my life. I because Every day seemed like a waste to me in the military because I wasn't working towards something. I knew I wasn't going to do 20 years. So, you know, it wasn't like I was a day closer to retiring in the military. Um, it got to the point where I was kind of like – I was kind of sitting there. I was like, what am I doing this for? I'm not doing this. Like I'm going to get out of the military, and it's going to be like what? You know? I, yeah, I'm like not what was the work. point? Exactly, right? That's exactly what I was saying is like what's the point of my day-to-day things? Um, and so, you know – I'll go ahead and say it. I began the process of getting chaptered out of the military for being fat, uh, Chapter 18, um, which if people are unfamiliar with it, uh, the Army has height and weight standards uh, for men and women uh, where the men are measured by the width of their neck and then the uh, width of their stomach. And then the women are measured, I believe, by its uh, – and I think, I'm, I think I'm doing this wrong. I think it's bust, uh, stomach, and waist. Uh, however, I do know it's changed a couple times since then, so it could have changed. But basically, whatever happened was, if you had a, uh, a thick neck, you could have a big stomach, no worries. But if you had a thin neck, you had to worry about your stomach. And so, um, you know, and it, it was it's it's a really interesting way because I knew a guy that could uh, he could squat a Prius. He literally could like squat behind a Prius and lift it up. 
uh, <laughs> and he was overweight for the military. And I'm like, dude could squat a Prius. It, it was it was just it was just one of the things. Uh, so I apologize if I get a little uh, emphatic on on my military my military stuff. Um, I'll try and I'll try to tone it down for everybody. But basically, what ended up happening was I tried I I I decided I was like I'm gonna get kicked out. Right, uh, I'm I'm done. I didn't I didn't look at it as being kicked out myself because I was like this is this isn't good. Um, I had gone to the behavioral health center a couple times. Uh, the that's their uh, on post psychologists, uh, and basically tried to kind of talk out my like kind of like my feelings. And basically it boiled down to you're in the army, you can't change that, so suck it up, right? Not not. You know, not it wasn't it wasn't anything wrong with them, but that's basically like they couldn't help me with my problem because my problem was the military, right? Right, but you were in a contract. Exactly, and I was in a, I was in a contract. So basically, um, I I ended up I ended up get just I just uh, ended up eating a whole bunch because that's also what I would do. I'd stress eat a lot in the military. Uh, that's how that was one of my coping mechanisms. But basically, I started eating a lot and I ended up getting weight. And I've always had a thin neck compared to my stomach. Uh, so it wasn't very hard for me to, um, uh, to 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 go over the standards that they needed, and then they tried to keep me in. They were like, "Hey, you know, like you can do this. You're gonna do this," and I was like, "Nah, I I just can't." Right? They they didn't want me to get out because outside of the whole uh, um, the weight thing, I was I would consider myself a pretty decent soldier. I tried to do my job. I tried to be an expert in my job. Uh, I tried to do it well. I didn't like getting corrected, uh, like corrective training or anything like that. So I always tried to be an expert. But I was just like, nope, that's it. I can't do this. Um, so I made the choice to uh, to get overweight for the their uh, body standards and got chaptered out. Now that chapter was full honors. Uh, I had all I got all my benefits and all that. Uh, but I got out about a year early in October, um, which was which was nice. And so. I, I had been negative basically all four years up until that time. I hit I hit um, October 20th, and man, it was like the sun came out from behind the clouds, and I, you know, angels singing on high. Like dude, I, I listened to <laughs> Louis Arm Louis Armstrong's "It's a Wonderful World," or "What a Wonderful World," excuse me. Um, the day I, I, like the moment I hit, I got my DD214, and I was like, yes, right. And so oh, I had I. And and I didn't have a job, right? I didn't have a job or anything after that. Like I walked out, I had my my car, my stuff in my car, and that was it, right? I also had my girlfriend at the time down in Virginia, so I drove down to her. But other than that, that's that's it. And so that changed that changed everything for me. Like that was the moment where like my like my kind of perspective changed. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I, I like I just it was just like I didn't know what I was gonna do. Like I didn't have anything lined up. Like I just left and it was it was awesome i was like it was like a weight lifted off my shoulders i was so happy i you know and then then of course you know i ended up staying in the basement for a month playing skyrim you know which was <laughs> fine because it was fun and it was it was skyrim remastered come on it was it was awesome but anyways so like i ended up i ended up doing that and so kind of like to kind of jump forward to now basically what it was we me and me and my uh girlfriend now wife um, we kind of we we got together at that point because that was the first time we had been physically together like for an extended period of time because everything else was like a weekend here, a weekend there, a day here. And then once we started doing that, we got together and we were like, where do we want to go from here? You know, and then we laid it out. We, we kind of like, hey, I need to get a job. You know, 
she was working at the time, so I was like, you need to keep working. What we're going to do is we're both going to work. We're going to save up. We're going to get an apartment. Once we got an apartment, uh, once we got into the apartment, we were like, all right, cool. We're going to work. We're going to try and uh, – uh, I, I was like, I'm going to work on my degree, get a degree, uh, and try and see if I can get a nice job so that we can start moving towards a house. And so we kind of started laying out these goals in our life to like kind of these like points of what we wanted to get. I did like the five-year plan. No, no, like, nothing, just, nothing. You know, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, 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 like, like five years. Yeah, no, it was basically that, but it was less articulated, right? So we right. were like, we want to get a house, right? So we were like, all right, well, we need to save up money for a house and all this stuff because that that goes for it. Um, and it and it wasn't ju- like it wasn't just that, right? Because it was because because when you're when you start getting older, you start planning out like not just not just out like that far, but like we wanted to have kids, right? You know, and so. For me, I was always like, you know, I was always worried. I was just like, I like, I'm paranoid about it. I'm like, I'm like, look, we got to do this in in the right order. We got to move out. We got to get an apartment. From the apartment, we got to get a house. From the house, we can have kids, right? Because, you know, I've I met people in the military that were in the military only because they had kids. Because, ooh, excuse me, they had, um, I think they had two kids. One of the people I knew had two kids. And he couldn't get out of the military and get a job because of the care his kids needed. So he needed to stay in because the army helps take care of, take care of their kids. And 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 he always he always told us like he was flat out. He was like he's like I don't want to be here, but I ha- I'm doing it for my kids, right? And so yeah, that's you know, crazy. And and shout out to him for like for for sucking it up for doing it. It's for his kids. Like you can't I you couldn't probably ask for a better parent like that. It's willing to do that for the parents. But I I always didn't want to. I didn't want to get to that point where I was kind of stuck somewhere, you know, with the kid. Not that having a kid is a bad thing or anything like that, but I didn't want – like I wanted it to be where I wanted to be and also have a kid versus like, all right, I've got a kid. I can't do – can't – you know, like the kid com- obviously comes first. It's a priority, yep. right? You can't just – you can't just like, oh, we're, we're, we're going to let them not have this for a bit while we go and we move forward with our lives like no like the kids always going to come first the kids you're going to have you know bathed clothed fed like everything everything there so i always wanted to plan for that and my wife like man she she tried to find ways out of it but man i was i was i was adamant i was like i was like you know like uh basement apartment house um and so we so we did that and luckily we ended up just moving into our house and and i i got to tell you like ever since ever since i changed out of the military or got out of the military and changed my perspective and started working towards my goal, what I wanted to do uh, and figuring out like, this was my path to that goal. It, it's been, it's been, (laughs) it's been enlightening. It's, it's, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. And that's what I think. I think a lot of people get stuck in a job and they don't think about, you know, where, where are they going in life or where they want to go in life? And that's that's awesome that y'all did that because you sat down. You're like, this is what we want to do. Now, how do we get there? What steps do we need to take to get to these benchmarks in our lives to make it possible? And that that's what you should do. That That's incredible. Yeah. And so and, and one of the things that I've I learned when I was kind of like a kid and up through this entire process, right, is that this process is nonlinear for everybody. Mm-hmm. No one shares the same process. My like and I and I I this is probably like if you're gonna take one thing away from this it's probably this you have to find your purpose and what you like to do, right? Um, my current job I do a bunch of administrative stuff I do the same same things like pretty much every couple of weeks it's the same thing it's just paperwork it's bureaucratic and I cannot tell you how much I love it because 
of where I'm at in my life. We're so different. I do right, and I know it's, Good for it's you. insane. But like the thing is, is that it's just like I enjoy what where it's leading me. So the work means nothing. Right. right? That's that's where I want to do because like the work is a means to an end. I tell everyone that I mean I'm like, dude, if I didn't if I didn't have to work, I wouldn't work. And of course everyone's like, oh yeah, I would too. It was like it was like no, I like I legitimately mean it, right? If I could like live my life the way I wanted to, I would not work, right? Like you know, I like if I could like if I could have like a house, if I could you know go places, I could do stuff. If I didn't have the option, if I didn't have to work for like the money to to go through and do that, I wouldn't do that, right? And so. For me, like the work is a means to an end. Well, now, not everybody shares that opinion because some people en- truly enjoy like what they do. For example, you, Chris, you enjoy working with kids, right? I was and so say, I would still work for sure. Exactly, and so that's where that's where you end up having to find this thing on an individual level where you're like, I want to find out what I want to do. I want to do it. I'm gonna do what I want to do. Some people want to run a business and become a multi-million dollar business, international business, whatever. Other people just want to, you know spend time with their family, you know, and other people want to go and not have a family. They want to go and, you know, have like a wife or something and then just or travel, travel, yeah. the world, you know? So I think like the importance of it is that like, you need to find out what you like to do, you know, and then you do it without, you know, like, you know, obviously not the expense of others. Um, but you know, you go for forth and you do what you want to do and you find out what you want to do. Actually, that goes straight into one of my points I want to talk about is it all comes down to self-awareness. Um, I mean, you talked about you're not big on those like self-help like books and articles and things like that. I actually do enjoy those, but it comes down to this. You can fall into a rut really easily when you get stuck on these self-help you know, mentalities um, or things, even the self-awareness um, strategies like the Enneagrams and things like that. Like, you start to define yourself by what other people have created, and that's where you fall into um, this. You get stuck in a rut. You're like, oh, well, I'm a type three wing eight or whatever, um, so that means I have to do something like this. Like, no, you have to learn yourself, and you do that by first off just thinking about things, taking the time, you know, take a break, think about what you enjoy to do, what you like to do, and also even discussing things with other people. You know, going out and like talking to various people, see what they enjoy doing and think about it like, well, do I like doing this? And that's to me, one thing is how you discover your purpose is by knowing yourself. And like you said, there is no perfect algorithm to find your purpose or what you enjoy. There's not. I will read um, a self-help book and I may pick up one thing from it or two. I may not like it at all. Like, you know, I enjoy reading them, but that doesn't mean I'm going to define myself and my purpose based on what some author has written on their journey in life. And I think that you have to figure that out, figure out what's working for you, what doesn't work for you. And of course, when we talk about purpose, um, if you listen to the last podcast, I'm a Christian, so I'm coming from that point of view of purpose, but not everyone listening to this podcast or not everyone in the world is a Christian, you know, not everyone's religious. So your purpose is going to look different from mine as well. So you have to have that self-awareness. I think it's so critical. Yeah. And it brings back kind of like an infographic that I, I see that floats around the internet every once in a time, you know, cause you know, obviously everything on the internet's true. So, you know, yeah, of course. Um, um, but basically it's, it's kind of like, it's a line of people. Uh, and the first one's a guy with barefoot. He's looking to the guy to his left. Everybody's looking to their left. And basically, he's looking at the guy to the left. He's like, man, I wish I had a pair of shoes. He's like, they all have got thought bubbles. The guy with a pair of shoes is like, man, I wish I had a, uh, a bike. 
and then the next guy's on a bike and he's like the guy on the bike's like man i wish i had a car and it goes down this like line of like people looking to their left saying man i wish i had this or it's like where it's like first one's shoes then it's a bike then it's a car then it's a uh, a fancy car then it's a boat then it's like a helicopter then it's a plane like, it goes in this whole thing right and i think it kind of boils down i think it touches on the issue um a little bit because it's one of those things where it's like it's like if you're happy with where you're at you don't need to compare yourself to other people right. to, to do your hap- happiness because i've noticed some people and you know and i'm not gonna lie i catch myself doing it sometimes too um they compare their happiness level to another person's mm-hmm. um but the thing is, is that it's like but you know like okay you may not be as happy as that other person but if you did what that other person did would you really be happy you know, like, because like some people are like, man, I wish I was a millionaire. That'd make me happy. And you're like, well, you know, it's a lot of work. You know, if you've got a family, you probably would have to sacrifice some of the time with your family, right? So if that, like, I mean, like, if you're okay with that, okay, fine. But then if you get to that point, and you're like, hey, that's not quite what I want. I'm still not happy. It might just mean that it's not what you truly want or what truly fulfills yourself. You know? Yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, honestly. Like, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just say like I mean it's like the cliche phrase um, the grass is always greener. Um, also, oh, you may think that person's happy, um, but you have no idea what's going on in their actual life. Like Dan, we talked about last podcast. I mean, Dan's like, oh, it seems like Chris, you got your life together. I mean, it may seem like that, and I'm glad I put off that that persona that it looks like I have my life together. I'm going to tell you right now, I do not. Um, there's a lot that goes on in my life that I do not project because I try, you know, I try my best to seem happy because I don't want to be a burden on anyone else. Um, and I try my best at being a teacher, but I'm struggling. I mean, and if you ask any teacher, they're doing the same thing. Like, you know, we all struggle with things. So you may think that that person living that life, that celebrity, the athlete or whoever, even your neighbor next door, once you live like the life that they have, you think you're gonna be happy. That's not always going to be true. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it kind of, you said the grass is greener and, and it reminded me of a time uh, when I was a kid, right? Shout out to Toys R Us back when that was the thing. Yeah, um, RIP. So <laughs> I know, man. Um, so I, I used to used to. I am a huge fan of Legos. I love Legos. So one nice. of the times I think for my birthday, my parents took me to Toys R Us, and um, I had I don't remember how much money I had, but I only had enough for one set versus another set. Uh, so one of the sets was an army base with a bunch of army men and stuff like that, little vehicles, and the other was a set of like a few different sets of Legos. It had a tank. It had a uh, like a Huey helicopter. It also had a P-51 Mustang that was like three feet wide and like a three-foot battleship. Um, wow. And those were my two options. Those were my two options. I had that or or that. And I ended up choosing the one with the Mustang and the, uh, and the, and the, the helicopter and stuff like that and the battleship. And I took it home, right? And I couldn't take my head off of the army base. <laughs> I could I I had I had the Legos. I was in the basement. I was building my building my Legos and I couldn't take my mind off of the army base cuz I was like, man, it would be so cool. I could have done I could have done this over here and then oh, I could have had like this war. Uh and it was just like, it was just kind of this thing where like I was I was like I literally had like four sets of Legos in front of me. Like it was out of the one set had like four. And I couldn't take my head off of off of out of the uh, army base, and I ended up reading something. I think it was like a day later or something like that, like a like a like it was like a day later or like that day or something, because it was very quickly after that. And it was 
um, it was like a study based off of uh, some science. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know what it was. But basically, it boiled down to that like everyone thinks the grass is greener on the other side until they get to the other side, and then the grass is greener than where they came from. Right. You know, and it, and it that that was like the summation of the entire you know scientific article, whatever it was. You know, it could have just been some dude writing something on the internet, but it hit me you never like know. so hard because I was like, I was like, dude, this is my Legos. Like, the, like, like it clicked in such there, and it was such one of those things where it was like, it's like buyer's remorse isn't a thing unless you let it be a thing, you know. And if you sit there and you like, like, oh, I could have done this instead of this, you know, and you're like, well, then, you, like, you only have this, you don't have that, you know, you're not even appreciating what you currently have. And ever since then, that was one of the other things that I tried to do um, uh, really like like tried to keep that close to the surface. It was like because because buyer's remorse, man, like you can sit there and you can be like, oh, man, I got this SUV. Man, could I have gotten this like convertible? I don't know. That convertible has. Oh, man, like like zero to 60 and something. I'm not a car guy. I don't know. I'm speaking out of my element here. But, <laughs> but it was always one of those things where I did that. Like and it got to it, like it was so much to the point where. Um, when I shopped for my wife's wedding ring, I was in uh, – we went to the store. I went with her mom, um, and her mom had, had kind of figured out a couple of different styles she wanted. And within – I won't even – like maybe 10 minutes tops, I had just decided – I was like, I'm going to get that one. And her mom was like, are you sure? There's like – you know, we haven't looked at like a lot of them. I was like, no, I want to get that one, right? And I got out. Turns out she loved it, so, you know, thank God for that because that would have been a – nightmare <laughs> explaining that story 10 minutes and he found a ring and she didn't like it Ooh. but it was one of those things like her mom kind of came to me later and she's like how do you like how did you do that like you know like how did you not go through it and i'm like i was like you can't sit there and look at all of the billions of options that you've got and you know and then like you like you can you can obviously look at it but you have to choose one eventually and you can't look back and be like oh this would have been a better option you know and there are instances where, where that's actually is the case, right? So like, you know, I, I can't I'm not I don't have an example now, but like you don't you don't not take the past into account, but basically you don't just sit in the past and be like, Man, I should have changed that at you know, I should have chosen this instead. You know, like you've got to find that nice balance of like, all right, you made this choice, now you gotta move forward, you know? That's well that's the biggest thing is you can't live in the past because you can't change the past. As That's of now, exact. I mean, people claim they're time travelers, but as of now, you cannot go back in time as far as I know scientifically. Um, but you can learn from the past, right? Like everyone makes mistakes. You know, things are going to happen, things out of your control. You can learn and do the best you can. And that goes the same line as your purpose. Like maybe you think your purpose is this in life. Um, but then as you go through life, you're finding that you're not truly happy where you are, and maybe you need to rethink what your purpose is. It, can, it comes down back down that self-awareness. Yeah, I, I just – it's just one of those things where like and, – and see, like – and I only talk – when I say this stuff, I, I, I'm saying, speaking all this from my perspective. You know, I, Far be it from me to try and judge how another person lives their lives. I don't care. I, like that's always been my thing, you know, but – it, and, and, and this is where it gets kind of difficult because, like, there are times where it's incredibly difficult, you know, like, because, you know, I know some people sometimes we through our friends, we'd be going and and like my friend would get, I don't know, like they'd get like uh, a new car or something. And I'd be like, oh, dude, that's awesome. And then I'd be and then like kind of in the back of my head, I'd hear I'd hear that voice be like, man, wouldn't it be nice to have a new car? 
You know, I was like, what if what if I got a new car, right? Like, it kind of like spread that seed, and that seed was like, hang on, like, do you want a new car? And and it's not an easy task. It gets it's so difficult, you know, to to not necessarily compare yourself because like you can be you can you can I don't know like you can be in the same situation and have totally different outcomes when you try and do something, you know, and. And I think just having that purpose, like that under underlying thing of like, I'm going to do this and I'm working towards my goal, whatever your goal is, you know, mine happens to be, I want to, I want to have a family. I've got my wife. I want to have a couple of kids, but I want to be able to go on vacations. I want to, I want to take my kids. I want to be able to go and I want to have experiences with my kids, you know, um, and, and I don't want it to be like, I don't want them to be like attached to like physical objects, but that's just me, right? Everybody has their own things, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to take uh, um, break down anybody that does want those things, you know? Because if that's what makes you happy, I would say do it, you know? Because, uh, because like at the end of the life, you hear too many stories of people, you know, on their deathbeds and stuff, and they're sitting there like, I wish I spent time more time with my family. I wish I did that. I wish I did this. When I get to that point, I don't want to wish I did anything, you know. Right. Like I just I want to be happy with how I've gotten to that point, how, the decisions I've made, the people I've met, you know. Like, and and that's a heavy subject. Like, don't get me wrong. That's like that's like that's really heavy because it it can seem like a lot, you know. If you're sitting there like, you're sitting there thinking for the future, like, man, one day I'm gonna die and I don't want to regret anything. That's a heavy subject, but it's not so heavy that. You can't sit there and you know as if you if you go through like a choice right door A and door B, and you go through door A. If you're happy with that decision, you're doing it right. You know, like it's a it's like the simple things. I don't know. It just maybe I, that's how I feel. I don't know how how about you feel, Chris? Like I just like that's just how I feel. Like if you just if you're happy with it, you know, and it's not hurting yourself or others. That's what. I yeah, I was gonna add that part on. As long as you're not like you know, oh well, you know, I'm happy, you know. Robbing banks. Well, okay, hold on. Let's pause right there. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe that's not your purpose, you know. Right. As long um, as it's not at the expense of others. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. absolutely. Um, well, hey, so we're 42 minutes in. Why don't you say we uh, we take a break and then um, come back at it? What do you think? Yeah, sounds good, man. We'll definitely do it. Awesome. All right, we'll hit it. We'll see you guys in a little bit. All right, so we're back from our break. Um, Chris and Seth here talking about mental health and finding your purpose in life, which I think is incredible because I feel like a lot of people, well, I'm just assuming a lot of people may struggle with this, but all right, we're 42 minutes in, Seth, and we're talking about purpose, kind of throwing this word out there. And I wanted to ask you, like, what would be your definition of purpose? Because we're talking about purpose a lot, but what is purpose? Like, what do you think purpose is? Oh, hitting me with a big I know, the bus okay. on that one. Yeah, that's a... That's rough. Okay. Um. So I would. Say, I don't. Hmm. It's kind of hard to describe because because it's it's kind of this whole lifestyle that you that I I do and I would recommend other people do, but like the to describe purpose in terms of your life, I'd probably say it's it's whatever makes you happy and like whatever like. Uh, so hard it's so difficult so it's one of those and it's such a simple question but it's not a it's such a complicated answer it's basically whatever makes you happy 
that like drives you through your life you know like i know some people some people like their kids are their life like their kids are like their like their life revolves around their kids and they want to make sure that their kids are happy and they do you know they do everything for their kids i don't have kids so it's it's hard to it's hard for me to talk to that talk to that point but you know it's it's basically whatever that you can do that makes you happy that at the end of your life you don't regret having done you know maybe you just regret not having done more of it you know just because you know life is short anyways but you know that's probably what i would describe it as uh i mean what what about you chris yeah i mean that's great so i took the um cheating way out and before this episode i googled it because i mean duh that's that's what you do right in life if you don't know google it um but it's interesting because it kind of goes on what i would define purpose as but um just for all six purpose the definition dictionary definition of purpose is the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists um and for me i think my definition of purpose is very similar to yours it i love how you said it's your drive it's what drives you um for me it's yeah it's kind of like your your calling in life it's it's what your core your core values to me is your purpose living out your core values. Um, and for example, I feel like a lot of people um, put their identity and their sense of purpose and their occupation or the career. And to me, that's such a trap because you talked about the military and how that, that did not work out for you. Um, and I know a few people where um, their job is their life, which I mean, that's fair enough. If you love what you do, that's great. But I feel like if you love what you do, that's because you found a career in which you can fulfill your purpose. Like case in point, you see it all the time, like football players, when they get injured, they get too old, they no longer do football. And then they have all this money, right? They're rich. But then it's like, well, what, what do I do now? You could be a sports announcer. You could be a coach, but some of them don't end up doing either one. And they fall in this spiral because they don't know what to do. Brady even talked about it. in one of the first few podcasts where he was a chef, then we stopped becoming a chef. He didn't know what to do because that's how he defined himself. And I'm not going to you know, put words in Brady's mouth. I'm just quoting what he said in one of the podcasts. But I just want to say that, and I want to I repeat that. Your purpose is not your job. Now, again, you can be good at your job. You can find a job that fulfills your purpose, but I feel like it's, it's more than that. It's this drive. It's these values that you hold dear that is exactly what makes you enjoy that job. And you can find your purpose in many different jobs. Um, for example, I, I feel like my purpose is caring for others. Um, and this is just my, my perspective. Again, we talk about our perspectives. Um, and that's why I love being a teacher, um, because I love, you know, caring for students. I love educating them, helping them and so on. Um, also why I love being a father because I love caring for my daughter. Um, also why I love my wife because, you know, well, well, first off I love her, but I love, you know, I love caring and investing in others. Uh, that's also why I love being a camp counselor. That's why I also, you know, loved many of the other jobs I've done. But even if I worked in retail, I can still care for others and help others while being in retail. So you know what I'm saying? Like it's not just an occupation that is my purpose. My purpose is what drives the occupations that I do or how I live out that occupation, if that makes sense. That makes dude so you just like you just like hit it perfectly because that's like exactly the issue I had with with my mil with my military experience is like the job it wasn't the job was was my life because like that's how it was but it didn't fulfill my purpose right and then I got out and I started doing my jobs that started fulfilling my purpose and 
every day I go to work and I'm like, this is perfect because this is this is leading me towards my end goals, right? And you know, and that's not that's not going to speak to everybody because there are going to be some people, you know, like some some people. This isn't this isn't all encompassing, right? This is just our experience, right? Part of it is some people's jobs could be I don't know, uh, doing running a nonprofit organization helping people, right? If that's your purpose and your purpose is your job, that's perfect, right? But you also want to make sure that you know, like Chris said, it's like you don't want to get caught up in, you don't want to tie them too close together. That if you stop doing one, you stop doing the job, you lose your purpose, right? Your purpose is always going to be the fundamental that you build, you know, the building block that you build everything else on. Everything else should just be driving towards your purpose. And I think you said that excellently. Nice, nice. By the way, very nice. I mean, you're you're the one who started. I mean, I love that. It's what it's what drives you. It's why you wake up in the morning. And a lot of people are like, well, I don't have a reason. I just wake up because I have to. I have to go to work. I have to earn money, you know. And so this is my challenge to those people. If you don't have something that drives you, you know, what you're working towards, work on that. Take the time and think about what do you enjoy doing. What what do you love about you know life. And if you're like, well, there's nothing really I love, then take the time, find something, please find something. Because um, I, I've known, I've heard too many stories of people who, you know, are having suicidal thoughts, and it's because they're they feel like they're worthless. They feel like they don't have a purpose in life. They don't feel like they're here for a reason. Um, they're like, what's the point? And if you're at the point where you're thinking, what's the point? That is a dangerous place to be. And please, please, reach out to someone, ask for help. Even if someone, you can even ask someone, you know, like. What what do you see me enjoy doing? What what do you see me? And like granted, here's the tricky part. If you're asking for an outsider's point of view, take it with a grain of salt because they no one knows you better than you. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it definitely. may be something that you haven't thought about before. I remember someone told me, like, you know, well, you like doing this. I'm like, do I? Do I really like doing this? Am I good at this? And you know, I tried it out and it wasn't for me, but it was still fun to try new things. So again, Take it with a grain of salt, but sometimes maybe you just need – there's just something you haven't thought of. You know, Maybe something about yourself that you just haven't thought of before that someone may have noticed. But please, please take the time, invest in yourself, and figure out what you enjoy doing. And sometimes you're going to have to try a few different things, and you have to go through a few different things that you – maybe you try it. And like you said, Seth, you try it. You don't like it. All right. Find something else. Keep going. You have to invest in yourself. You have to take that time. Even if you don't feel like you're worth it, you are worth it, all right? There is no other you on this planet than you, and we are all different. We all have our different callings in life. We all have all different purposes, our all different talents. Um, so again, don't put your identity in someone else, right? You know, Don't think like, oh, I have to be like them. No, you be you. Figure out who you are. And again, also as we talked about earlier in this podcast, that may change, you know? You may love something that you're doing. Maybe you love traveling. Well, you may get to the point where maybe you want to sell down, have family. That's okay. All right. Just let that change happen. Just be self-aware. Just think about it. You know, am I enjoying who I am in this moment? If not, figure out who you're becoming now. You know, figure it out. Take the time. Invest in yourself. Okay. Don't just work a job nonstop. You know, the daily grind. And then realize 20 years later that you hate what you're doing. You hate who you become. And now you feel like you're you're 60 years old, you're close to retirement, and you have you feel like you've done lived nothing. You know, kind of like you were talking about, Seth. Like, live your life. Don't have those regrets when you you get older. And you know, some of us, you know, 
again, a lifetime is all relative because some of us live to we're 100, some of us don't. But, you know, do what you love. Life is too short to not. I think there was, there was a study saying that millennials are investing more in experiences rather than um, material items. Like a Quit lot of about millennials – was that? <laughs> Quit talking about me. <laughs> no, and like – I mean I've actually heard both, and people took this as a, a negative thing, but I love that. You know, well, there – okay. Again, different strokes, different folks. I own a home. Uh, my family raised me to say like, you know, you own a home. You know, that's – it's a good investment, which it was for us. It was. Because we know where we wanted to live. We know what occupations we wanted to have. And again, that may change. So owning a home for us was great. We also have a budget to where we can travel because we love traveling. Um, we've been to a few different countries. Also, we're very blessed that we have jobs that we can have a budget and do that. Okay, I'm not – I'm coming from a place of privilege. I know that. But also I know there's people out there who would love to travel but that just can't. I get that. But what I'm saying is – the fact that millennials are investing more in experiences, I think that's incredible and not a bad thing. But of course, if you are currently investing in you know material items and that's what if you want a home, you want a family settled down, great, do that. You just have to know what's right for you. Yeah, and and I think and so you know we're gonna touch. Uh, I'm gonna touch a little on on the whole like financial aspect of it, um, <clears throat> just a little bit. I don't want to get too far in that. That's a that's a deep road to go down. But yeah. but you know the whole investing thing was. So, so me and my wife, we, you know, we've mentioned it before. We recently just bought a home, and we were blessed to be able to do that. Um, but part of it was that we worked towards it. That was that was one of our goals, and to like towards our and our purpose drove us towards those goals. Uh, and so we we, I'm not gonna say we struggled through it because we we've definitely been able to, you know, we've been lucky lucky enough uh, to to not have to, you know, to really struggle towards it. But it took more time than we anticipated, and we had to we had to sacrifice some things. Like there were some times where, where my wife would be like, "Oh my God, there's this concert, let's go," and I'm like, "Hey, but it's like we can go, but we've got to also realize that like we do this, it's gonna set us back a little bit uh, on the house, right? Because you know it's, houses are just expensive, yep. and and it was one of those things where we kind of had to balance it out, where it was just like there were times where we would be like, you know what, no, no, we're not gonna go out. We're gonna stay home, and we're gonna save that money that could have gone to the house, right? And I don't regret that. Like at the time, it may have seemed I, I feel like I did kind of regret it because I was kind of sitting there thinking, I was like, am I really, am I preventing us from living our lives to to do that, right? And I, but now that I've got gotten to this point where I've been able to get the house, and I'm like, I was like, it was totally worth it, you know? Like okay, yeah, I was like maybe I wasn't exactly in, that happy in the moment, but where I'm at now, I'm in. Dude, I'm I'm the happiest I've probably ever been. You know, like awesome. I'm so I'm so happy that I'm here with my wife, my dog, my house. You know, like like this stuff is mine. This is what I've wanted to do, and I've reached this. And I can't tell you once you reach that goal you set, the feeling you get of doing it, it's it's indescribable. Like it just you know, because and especially with my wife and her mental like her mental health problems in the past and stuff like that. You know, there's like. I, you know, I, I ask her sometimes. I'm like, do you, do you looking back look think that you would ever have gotten to this point? And she's like, there. You know, sometimes she's like, no, right? Like, because like at the at the time, you know, what you're going through is the worst you've ever gone through, or it's what you're going through right now, and the future seems you know irrelevant because you're going through it right now, you know. And it was one of those things where like it took it took time. It was a grind. Um, and everybody's gonna do get there differently, uh, and has gonna have like different paths to do it. But 
I mean, it getting to where you want to go and like realizing that you finally achieved that goal that you want and it goes towards your purpose. It's, it's so like self-satisfying and like, and you can't even like, in like a guilt-free way. It's so awesome. It's so awesome. It is. And again, like you said, life doesn't always go according to plan. Um, so don't beat yourself up if you get set back a little bit and don't beat yourself up if your plan changes. Maybe, you may never get to the point where you have that dream home. Maybe you never get to the point where you ever have that dream job because like your your life has changed. There are things out of your control. But again, having that those goals is a great thing to work towards. And also like think about what are the steps I need to take. So I, like you said, I love that because we have a budget as well. And sometimes we go a little bit out of our budget. Now we try our best. But again, like we know what we want. Like eventually we want to have like a college fund for our daughter. Um, we would love to have, you know, I, I don't even know. I mean, eventually we're going to need a new car because I drive a piece of junk. Um, and it is when you when you work so hard for something. And this is like monetary, but like it could be anything. It could be like working for a job. It could be just, you know, exercising any life goal that you have that you work towards. When you achieve that goal, man, you're right. It is incredible. And then you have Such this sense high. of like I did it. And like that's where I love the fact that like these goals that you're setting – should be something to better yourself um and they should be something that again whatever it is maybe exercising isn't your thing great maybe owning a home is not your thing great maybe a brand new car doesn't you know doesn't float your boat fine but find something that you enjoy and, and make those goals and create an action step and then realize that you may not necessarily reach that goal because maybe your goals will change maybe something happens in your life where you can achieve that goal um, like, you know, having children, some people really just, that's all they want in life. But sadly, sometimes in life, that's not something you can do. It's something out of your control, but that doesn't mean that you can't fulfill your purpose in life. Yeah. Very well said, Chris. Well said. Um, I got a question for you, man. I, I, right. you know, I, I just, I've just been wondering. So for you outside of, outside of religion, cause we know that you're, you're, you know, a faithful Christian, um, what drives you and like what makes you happy to like look like, what's your purpose in life? Right. Great, great question. I know another tough question too. Um, because sometimes I feel like I'm not really doing a great job at fulfilling my goal. Um, so I thought about this and I would like to think of myself. Now people listening to this podcast who know me may be like, okay, well he's doing a terrible job at it. And if I am, you know, call me out on it, great. Um, I like to think of myself as a catalyst. Um, I've always wanted to be, um, someone who changes the world for the better. Um, but as life had it, I am not a scientist. I am not a doctor. Um, I am a teacher, you know, that's, but that's relatively new that I'm a teacher. Um, but I've always wanted to help people. Um, I've always wanted to benefit the world by showing people that, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, they give up on humanity and I don't, I don't believe that. I think that mankind is inherently good we just have forgotten or because of outside sources we have we are clouding this fact that we still do care for one another and i want to show the fact that like there still are good people out there most of us are good and i want to show the fact that humanity has hope and because for me you need hope once we lose our hope that i feel like we just lost we lost the game we lost the war so i would love to show people that there's still hope out there um, so I consider myself, I don't have these amazing skills. 
I'm not a musician. I can't inspire people that way. I'm not a motivational speaker. Um, so I consider myself, well, I'd say, as a catalyst. So I love to meet new people. And when people who are fulfilling their purpose, they know what their purpose is, um, I love to help them achieve their goals. Again, I'm not like I don't, you know, consult companies. I don't do things like that. It, so it's very small. Um, but that will bring me to my next point. Um, but it's very small. Like even this, um, I love promoting Dan's podcast, Dan and Bray's podcast. Um, I will share anytime they have a new episode. I'll like it. I'll comment it because I truly believe what they are doing is an incredible thing. Um, so if you're new to this podcast, please keep listening because what these guys are doing are awesome. Uh, my friend made a book. Um, he and his friends have created a company. Um, I believe it's called Soul Perspective. Hold on, let me actually bring this up because I can do a little plug here. So it's a book called um, – I actually read it to my classroom. By the way, they created a book that's about living in other people's shoes um, because one thing that's tough to learn that's also not in our curriculum in school is um, empathy. So they created a book series called Simeon Bleeker's Magical Sneakers um, that teaches children empathy. Um, and their, their first book is um, about a child is a little bit different. Um, uh, it doesn't really label the child, but it seems like it's a child with autism. And it kind of like teaches the children of, yeah, yeah, they're different, but it, it's not a bad thing that child is different. They just see the world through a different perspective. So Simeon Bleeker's shoes actually let him live in someone else's shoes. So he sees the world through their eyes and it teaches this aspect of um, empathy. And I love that concept. You know, what a great thing for our children to be learning is the fact that like we're all different and that's not a bad thing, that's a good thing. But sometimes something we think is weird or strange or negative, we just can't see the world through other people's eyes. So it's creating that concept. So I, you know, I will promote that book. Um, I'll share it. You know, I want to encourage him and his company. Um, I've read my own class. I bought the book. I've given the book as a gift. So again, I would love to inspire people to find their own purpose and to help other people in life. So I consider my purpose in life um, just being a catalyst for other people, if that answers your question. It does, uh, but I will I will counter one of your points. Okay. I think I speak for a great many people. Uh, see, you were talking how you're not a scientist or whatever, and you're just a teacher. And I'm talking like <laughs> just a teacher. That's like the biggest catalyst you could be in life is to be able to do that, right? And like it's great that we've got people like you, you know, like teachers that sit there and like you're like you're literally going to be able to be, you know, 20 years from now, you you, you may have a kid come back and be like you were the reason why i did x y and z or you know something like that right you can't like when you said you want to be a catalyst dude you could you couldn't have picked a better profession so dude absolutely props to you man like that's that's really cool you know and i i i i, I like the idea of thinking uh or being empathetic em, empathetic em, having empathy having empathy yeah um and uh personally i struggle i struggle with that myself i you know i just I do have empathy, um, but there are times where I – my wife is uh, kind of like walks me towards, you know, like, all right, be a little bit more empathetic, 
right? But I do I do love the idea because I think a lot of people like they lose they lose that perspective, right? You know, like they look at uh, somebody else and they think one thing, but like they don't really think like all of the steps up to that point. Um, they don't con- attribute like the stuff that they've gone through in, in their life because like we've talked about it on this podcast before where it's just like it's like you could look at somebody and you, you have no idea what's going on. None. Right. Even in the people that you think you're close to. And I said I've said it once uh, once or twice before uh, and I'll say it again. It's like it's like you think, you know, somebody. And then what ends up happening is, is like something will happen and then you're like, oh, I didn't know that about you. Right. But there's it's just kind of like a glimpse of how much you don't know about somebody. Right. Like, obviously, I would say probably most people and their significant others are probably the closest person they're they're closest to. Right. But then you have maybe maybe your parents, maybe your siblings. Right. And then you have like some friends and you kind of like your circle ex- uh, goes out more. But like you don't really know what people go through. You know, everybody goes through something else, something differently. You know, like uh, I find I I find stuff new, new stuff about my family, uh, pretty regularly. You know, like talking to my mom or my dad or something. I'm like, oh yeah, just, I didn't know that about you. You know, and you know, this is somebody I've known my entire life, so you'd think I'd know. You know, so I mean, <laughs> it's 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 important for for people to kind of keep that in mind. You know, and it kind of goes into this whole purpose thing in that like it's like look, like you you know these people like everybody goes through different things. Right. Right. And you look at somebody else and you're like, this person is doing this and they're happy, happy doing that. You know, like, well, do you know why they're doing it? Like, are they doing it for their family? They doing it for themselves? Are they, you know, like, like what all goes into it? You know, like, and then, you know, what kind of struggles have they gotten through to be able to get to that point? Right. So these are all points that you have to kind of keep in mind, you know, so it's 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 a hard subject and it's not it's not easy. Like, you can't just say, like, tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm going to do this. Like, okay, you could do that. Well, what are the steps that you're going to have to take to do that? And it's it's just – it's not easy, as easy as it may sound. Uh, and you may not even sound easy. I don't know. I, I just talk out my butt half the time. So, you know, it's just it's just one of those things, you know? No, yeah, because you're right. Um, we're saying like, oh, yeah, just find your purpose, you know? Like it's so simple. Like, all right, you know, tonight just make some notes, you know, jot some ideas down, and then go – just go out and live your purpose. But it, it's, really, it's really not that easy. Like I've spent – many of years trying to figure out what my purpose was and you know maybe i'm not a catalyst maybe i just think i am uh i would love to be one i love to you know, you know try to inspire people to pursue their goals and you know i kind of i didn't stumble upon teaching but it took me many of years to figure out like teaching just kind of like fits right with my purpose and again like i said at the end of the day if i'm fired for whatever reason or if teaching just doesn't work out um i can still fulfill that purpose and help people in many different occupations so that's what I'm trying to say. Like, it's not just your job, but again, like you said, teaching goes right up that alley. Because I, I do want to inspire these students to, you know, do the best they can, succeed in life, but not just succeed in the materialistic sense that we think, but truly live out what they want to do in life and realize that they can do um, these amazing things, even though they may not believe it. I want to instill that in them that they do believe in themselves. And who yeah, knows? And- yeah, no, I just so, said, like who knows? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, I I certainly don't. No, and I see I can and I can kind of speak to that just on on both sides, right? So I I've explained my kind of uh, my purpose and how I want it. Like I I, I want to have like a family. I want to have a good time with my family. I want to you know I want to be able to spend time with them and stuff like that. That's my goal. So my job is my means to an end, right? My job, like, like realistically, like it's just a bunch of paperwork. That's all it is. You know, nothing nothing crazy, nothing there. It doesn't. In in and of itself, the my job does not 
fulfill my purpose, right? But I'm okay right. with that, right? Now, at the expense of speaking a little out of turn, my wife, um, she uh, she worked at the martial arts studio where we met, um, and she worked there until just uh, recently, right? And I could tell her job was part of her purpose. She would go there, and she'd come home, and she'd talk about this one kid. She'd be like, oh, man, you should have seen what he did today. It was totally different. When he first came to us, he was he was totally different, and then today he, he blew me away. He came up and asked for this nicely and blah, 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 right? And like she would come home like on a daily basis, and she would be like talking about – she'd be talking about some kid, and then like that, that kid would go, and then she would cry because she – you know the kid graduated out of, out of the program or – Something like that. They'd have kids that – she'd have kids that come back that graduated college, and she's like, oh, my God, you're so big. Oh, wow. You know, and so it was like all, all of that. But one of the things that I noticed, um, I could tell. I could really tell when she was enjoying her job um, was because she'd come home. She'd be talking about this kid. And all right, at the sound of sound, at the risk of sounding a little callous, it's like, dude, I don't care about this kid. I'm sorry, like, <laughs> you know, like, like, it's like, I love you. I love hearing about your work, you know. It's like, but this kid, you know, like, I'm glad he's doing great, but it's not my kid. I don't really have to worry about, right? So it's like that. But like, I would listen to it, and like over the years, like, you could kind of tell like the 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 highs and the lows of where she was with her job because the highs were always with the kids always with the kids it wasn't about it wasn't about doing all the other work for her it was with the kids and and you know like just working with himself and then like you could tell there were times when there was lows where it was like well she wasn't being like maybe like they kind of shifted her position a little bit and she works less with the kids and that's where you could tell the lows were with her because she enjoyed working with the kids mm-hmm. and when she stopped working with the kids it kind of showed in 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 her personality and stuff like that. So like those like look, looking at her and looking at me, like you can see, you know, like these are just two examples. Like I don't need a job that fulfills my purpose as long as it works towards my purpose. But then there are other people that do want a job that do go towards their purpose, right? So you can have it one or both ways, right? Like it's it's just it's something that you're gonna have to find, and it's not an easy task. Let me tell you, no. like. You know, like I, th- dude, I'm telling you, I thought the army was the way I was gonna go. I thought at 20 years I'm gonna do it. You know, to be just like my dad. No, not at all, right? It's you're gonna find, you're gonna go someplace, you're gonna make a choice, and then you're gonna be like, sometimes it's just like, oh man, this is not go the way I planned it. I'm gonna have to readjust, and it's it's just, it's very difficult. But I'm telling you, once you finally settle on it, it's gonna be worth it. You know, finding finding that direction that you're gonna go that's positive in your life, like it's just. It's just, I don't know. It like I'm not a spiritual guy, but man, like you can't find a like a better like drive, you know? Like it's just, it's awesome. Right, and like you said, it's not gonna get, like take away all of your problems. Like you're still gonna have rough times in life, but it will, it'll at least help you through those rough times if you have a purpose, you know, if you have a reason of what you're doing. Um, so I have a, another question for you. Sorry if you have a question for me, but. We kind of touched on it a little bit, but how would you suggest finding your purpose? Do you have any tips, tricks, or things that work for you? Uh, see, see, I really don't. Uh, it's it's hard because I can't. I can't. Uh, not only is everybody vastly like every individual person vastly different. It's it's one of those things where it's like it's so hard to identify exactly like something specific to do. I always like I don't know. It's one of it's been one of those things where when ever since I was a kid, 
whenever uh whenever like i would get those questions on those papers or something i don't know like it would just be like <laughs> what is your hobby you know like it'd be like what's your hobby and i always i don't know i was always say it was like one of like two things were probably like these two things were probably like the main of it and it was like video games and hanging out with my friends yep like that was that was it. Like they'd be like, "Well, don't you do anything else? Video games isn't really anything." I was like, "No, that's kind of like what I do." But it's one of those things where it's like I can't really answer it. There's not really a tip to it other than like I the only thing that I'd probably say is like just what you enjoy, you know? Like like for me, like there's a few things that I truly enjoy. Like I enjoy spending time with my wife cuz she's my best friend, right? And I love I've fulfilled my goal from the third grade on, you know, I was hanging out with my friends every day. No, um, <laughs> you're done. Like, Checkmark. Yeah. Right. Uh, consider that box crossed off. No, um, it's one of those things where you kind of just have to find like what you enjoy. Like for me, like some of the simplest things I enjoy is like hanging out with my wife and eating, man. I love eating. Dan will attest to that. Um, but like, I just, it's just one of those things is like, dude, like, like just do what you like, you know, as long as it's not at the expense of others. That's like the only thing that I could probably like the, the simplest way I could answer that question because it's just because it's everybody's going to be so different, right? I can't I can't right. tell you like you're going to want your job to get a job to figure out what you want to do. No, like it's it, it's everyone's going to have a different way of doing it, and it's it's such a simple question but such a complex answer. I what know, would sorry, you think? I've, what, I've got a lot of this. Answer it. All right, so well again. I did a little research. He's already here. got his answer in the back. Look at that. No, 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 no. <laughs> because I love what you said. Because it's not a one size fit all. But um, so I found um, seven tips for finding your purpose on uh, it's a website called VeryWellMind.com. Now I'm going to preface this kind of exactly what you said, Seth. These may not work for you. Um, you have to find what works for you. But it could be something if you are really struggling trying to find your purpose. I mean, this could this could help. Um, so try it out. Doesn't work. Try something else. But I mean, it just lists seven tips. So like number one is like um, donate your time, money, or talent. Um, I don't. I don't love that first one. I mean, so volunteering is a great way of doing things. Like volunteering at the soup kitchen or w whatever. You know, that that may be a great way of doing it. Volunteering your time or your talent. You know, use your talents. If you're a great musician, awesome. If you're an athlete, great. You know, start there. But again, that's going to go back to my original point is, you know, what if you're a singer and you damage your vocal cords? Well, then your whole identity, your whole purpose is wrapped around this sense of I can no longer sing. I'm pointless now. Like, no. So that's not I would argue, again, that's not your purpose, but you can still use your talents to go with your purpose. So that that was number one. Maybe I don't actually like any of these. I don't know. Number two says listen to feedback. Um, and again, that goes back to my other point I made, like, you know, ask others what what they think, but always take others' opinions with a grain of salt. You know yourself best. No one knows you better than you do. So you can ask for feedback. Um, I do like this one, though. It says surround – number three is surround yourself with positive people. Um, now, there are people in life that will make you feel good. And then there are people in your life who are, who are good for you. There's a difference. Um, and sometimes we surround ourselves with people who make us feel good temporarily, but we're not living our best life. Um, so find people who truly care about you and will invest in you and want to help you be a better person. Now, again, those aren't people who are trying to guilt you into being a better person. 
but people who make you inspire you to be a better version of yourself. I think that's that's important. Um, number four says start conversations with new people, and I love that too. You know, talking with new people, hearing their stories, that may inspire you to find something you never thought of before. And five is of course explore your own interests. Uh, we talked about that as well. Think about what you love to do and just explore that. You know, if it's traveling, if it is a hobby, if it is athletics or whatever, performing, just explore that. See what options are out there and try them. Um, and then it says consider an injustice or a cause that you rally behind. Maybe that's what speaks to you. Maybe you're a, a public servant and like you just want to get out there and you want to tackle these issues that society has because we have many. Go for it. Um, and then the last one is, of course, discover what you love to do, which that kind of ties in with all of them. And I think that's the biggest one. Discover what you love to do, but you have to take the time and you have to invest in yourself and you have to self-reflect. Reflection is critical to this, to finding your purpose. Reflect on whether are you truly happy? If not, what is in your life that you are not happy about? And then find a way to fix it. And again, you're not gonna be able to fix all your problems overnight, but just reflect Am I happy with where who I am and what I'm doing currently? And discover what's going to help you. Like what what is going to make you happy? And I'm not talking about temporary happiness. I'm talking about long term, like that that joy that you have, not just like, oh, well buying a dozen donuts is going to make me happy right now. Okay, well that's not your purpose. That's just something that's going to make you feel good right then and there. Of course then, you know, a few hours down the road when you have that stomach ache, you not feel great anymore. But I don't know. That purpose sounds pretty great to me. <laughs> but hey, maybe making donuts is your calling life. I don't know. Maybe you can make donuts that inspire people or make them happy. I mean, there's this craft donut place in downtown Fredericksburg that's incredible. And they do a lot of cool things for the community. And like they found their calling and it was donuts. So good on them. Yeah. So I liked I, I kinda liked some of those uh, some of those points. Right. I, you know, others more some more than others, but I think the one thing the one real nugget you could probably take out of that and apply to literally everybody is that your purpose, it is and it isn't just one thing. It is one thing because basically at the end of the life, you want to look back and be like, you want to have been able to fulfill that purpose, right? So it is in that instance, one thing. But at the same time, it's not just going to be one thing. Like your job can be your purpose. But it shouldn't be the only way to your purpose because if – like you said, like if you lose that, then you lose your purpose. So you want to have kind of like don't put all the eggs in one basket type scenario where it's like you're like, okay, yeah, your job fill, fulfills that purpose. But maybe you know what you do outside of your job also fulfills that purpose and how you live your life fulfills that purpose. And, and like just – it's not going to be just one thing. It's a bunch of th- different you know ideas and things that you do that – really plays into that whole overarching, you know, um, that whole overarching idea, you know, uh, I, I, I do, I did like that out of that. Cause that's, cause that's right. kind of, kind of how I see it, you know, like, you're like, okay, yeah, your purpose is just one idea, but like how you get to that purpose is there's like a billion different ways and everyone's going to be different, you know? So like, that, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, and, and one of the other questions that I had for you, Chris, um, All right, here we go. Two parter here, two parter, right? Oh, I love because, these. Because you have you have a kid, right? So I wanna I wanna I wanna ask you: Did you have a purpose before you had a kid? Do you have a purpose after? You, well, maybe it's a three-part. Do you have a purpose having after having a kid? 
and then have they changed? Have they aligned? Have they, you know, how, how do you think, what do you think? That's a great question. Um, so I'll, I'll go kind of go a little bit in detail my past. Um, so my, in high school, I really got involved in theater and drama. Um, I went to undergrad for college. Uh, my degree is actually in theater. So my goal is one, I loved acting. I loved performing. Um, that brought me joy, but also I loved what the theater did because every time you know I would go to a theater and see a performance, I would forget about, and actually I wrote my college um, essay on this to apply for college. Um, when you go to the theater, you forget about the outside problems. Of course, unless you're watching you know, a black box theater, which is, you know, there to edify man and to make you aware of the outside issues. But for the most part, you know, like, you know, musicals and things like that, you forget what's going on in your life. You're just enjoying the moment. You're kind of sucked into this, this world that's not your own. And like, you get sucked into the environment of the characters and it's great. It's almost like when you go to the movie theaters and you watch a movie, like you're, you're focused on the movie, right? You're sucked into that world. You know, you're in it, you're invested in it. And that's what I love about the theater. Um, I loved it because it gave people a break from their worries, their fears, their outside lives. And for a moment, they could just be at peace and just relax. And so that kind of tied in with this whole thing that I love helping people. And I love to, you know, just to give them a break. I mean, so it kind of did tie in my purpose. I didn't realize it at the time. Now, so my life goal was to be an actor. Um, and I moved out to California with my girlfriend who would then be my wife. Um, we moved out to California because she was getting her master's out there. Um, and then slowly but surely I realized that my goals in life changed. So as we got more serious, we got engaged, I realized that in order to be an actor, we would have to move to LA or New York or one of the big hubs, which is very expensive to live in any of those locations. I would probably be waiting tables for a very long time until I got my lucky break um, or never did get my lucky break. And I'll just be waiting tables and doing audition after audition after audition. And she would have to sacrifice what she wanted to do to just to be wherever I could be, you know. Um, and I kind of thought about it more and more. And I, I personally not knocking the acting world at all, but I didn't want to do that. Um, as we got more serious in our relationship, we got engaged. I wanted a job that would have retirement, would have benefits, um, so we could settle down, have a home, and raise children one day. And uh, sadly, waiting tables for me at the moment was not going to provide that. So I started to rethink my goals in life and like how I was going to fulfill that. But I would debate that deep down, my purpose, what was driving me, was the same. You know, I wanted someone I could care for, my family. I wanted, you know, it wasn't just me. I was thinking about others in this aspect. Like, you know, it's not just me in my life. If I were single, I probably would have done that. I probably would have moved to LA, probably would have waited tables. I would have kept pursuing acting. Um, but it wasn't just me in my life anymore. It was now my family or my future family I was thinking about. Um, so again, I would debate and argue the fact that that was still my purpose driving me in this concept of changing my goals drastically, going from acting to eventually one day becoming a teacher. Um, so now that I have my daughter, I think it's intensified my purpose to where I can especially no longer think about myself. It's not just me and my wife. Now everything we do is focused on providing and helping her to succeed in life. Kind of like what I'm doing with a teacher, but even more so, like this is my daughter, you know? Um, so when it comes down to our budget, the decisions we make, 
whatever we do in life revolves around her. Um, so again, now that I have my daughter, I think it's just intensified my purpose that like I now want to inspire her. I want to help her live out her goals and her, her dreams in life. So did, did that answer your question? Yeah, no, that's, that was pretty good, man. Yeah, for sure. It's because, you know, you having, having your own purpose is one thing, right? But like if having your purpose and then bringing somebody else in on it, whether, you know, it's what's, you know, spouse or a child or something like that, because that can have a really fundamental shift on it, you know? And honestly, I think you see that a lot with parents, right? Everyone thinks something, you know, they have their thing going on and then they have their kid and then their whole world shifts and they're like, this is the most important thing in my life now, mm-hmm. right? So for sure, it talks about, you know, having a kid is, is very important in terms of finding your purpose because I'll, I would say most people probably would say their kid, you know, like making sure their kid goes through, they're happy, they're safe, they have the things they need, uh, and, and you know, that they have a good life. That's probably that uh, probably a really big shift into uh, at least to some parents. You know, I'd imagine most, you know, I, I'm speaking out, you know, out of turn here because I, I, I don't have a kid as of yet, you know. So yeah, I, I can't even I, it doesn't I don't even understand it, you know, because I hear I hear the moment you have a kid like you're just worldview shifts, you know, so I is that true? No, absolutely. I mean, like your, your life does change completely um, because. All right. So, for example, we have a dog. Um, and even having a dog, your life will change because you, you can't just do whatever you want. You have to make, well, you know, someone's got to watch the dog. Um, if we go on vacation or, you know, can we bring the dog and things like that? Like we like to go to restaurants and then we also like to go on hikes and we're like, okay, hold on. If we go on a hike, then go to a restaurant with the dog. Is it dog friendly and so on? So like, you, you know, your perspective changes a little bit with that. Well, when you have a kid, it's at like a hundred times even more difficult, you know, because, for example, <laughs> we can go to the restaurant and just put the dog in the crate, you know. Um, we can't do that with the baby, obviously. It's called CPS. Um, everything we do now, our lives revolve around our child. Like, can we go outside on a hike? Well, no, it's too hot. We can't take the baby. Um, can we, you know, just, I don't know, go on vacation? Well, no, she's a little too young for that, that car ride. Like, that's a problem we're having now. We, tra- we used to travel every anniversary – my wife and I just had our six-year anniversary on um, a few days ago, so this hey, is like our anniversary Thanks. weekend. Thanks, man. So like every year we used to travel, and man, we were looking at the pictures of – we've been to a few different places um, around the world, and it was awesome because, again, our budget allowed that. Um, but this year we, we can't travel because, one, our daughter doesn't have a passport yet. Um, two, because, you know, we're taking precautions of COVID and three, because she <laughs> doesn't like long car rides. She used to love the car. She hates it now. Um, she won't go longer than like 15 minutes in the car without, until she just screams nonstop. And honestly, we could probably put up with it if we wanted to, but for our own mental health and sanity, we're just not going to push it. So this year we didn't travel. So like our lives did change, you know, we can't just do whatever we want. We have to think about our child. So yeah, when you have a kid. It changes your life. You know, some people know they want kids. Some people plan to have kids. So that's great. Just know that's going to happen. Some people don't plan to have kids. And that's why sometimes, you know, parents struggle a lot. If you're not expecting to have a kid, it's a lot of responsibility and it does change your life whether you want it to or not. And I mean, that's why I get it. You know, some parents are like, what do I do now? And that's where, you know, Brady and I did the podcast about parenthood because it does affect your mental health. I mean, I love my child. My daughter is, is my world. You know, she's a big greatest blessing ever had in my life words cannot describe how much i love her but 
at the same time, it's changed my life. And also, you know, it's stressful. Yeah, and I think you hit on a on an interesting point where like you kind of like having base kind of like having your kid hat changed your purpose. Right? Obviously, that's you know that's kind of goes without saying. But you were talking about how like how like you you guys used to travel and now it's different, right? And so I think it's one of those things where it's like it's not necessarily a bad thing, right? Like you guys may have traveled every year for your anniversary, but you know like now you've got your your little bundle of joy and you're kind of you know you're doing that. So like like. You know, that's kind of the perfect example is like things will change, you know, yep. and and, you know, like in this instance, yeah, that's for the better. You know, like, you know, I hear I hear having kids a blessing and everyone really recommends it. Um, but, you know, like there's always going to be those things in your life that kind of that kind of derail your plans and be like, hmm, this is going to change it a bit. Uh, and maybe it, you know, and like there's nothing saying that, you know, hey, you guys can still travel. Right. You know, give it some time. Right. Boom. You're going to be traveling. Oh, yeah, again. we plan to. Yeah, and that's the perfect example of like, all right, it's gonna derail it for a bit, but then things are gonna steady back, and then it's gonna give you back that opportunity, right? So it's it's one of those things where it's like you're definitely gonna have to gonna have to figure it out and kind of just roll with it for the time being, you know. And in this case, it's probably one of the probably one of the best ways to derail it, you know. Like having a kid is just, you know, I hear it's I hear it's I hear it's fun, you know, yeah. and a lot of work, you know. So it'll be, you know. It's definitely going to be one of those things that's kind of just like an investment, and I think it takes it's going to take time, just like anything else, you know. Right, and dude, you said it perfectly. So, like, I mean, my wife and I will talk about it, and we'll be like, "Yo, man, we miss this place. Oh, we miss traveling." But then we think about it, like, you know, do we regret it? Absolutely not. Like, having our daughter is way more important to us than any of those trips. Like, I would never change those trips for the world. Those have been incredible, incredible experiences. But like. Am I upset the fact that we can't travel? No, because we have our daughter, and that is way more, you know, rewarding. That's a much better blessing than any of those trips have ever been. So yeah, like you said, don't regret it. But it is, you know, it's still kind of like you think about it. It's like, oh, it's a little bit bummer we can't travel, but again, at the end of the day, it's definitely worth it. Yeah, I think I think basically you just kind of like have to boil it down to like, if you're happy, you know, mm. if you're happy with where you're at, you know, absolutely. Uh, and then and then. And, you know, and then there's always going to be those times where you're not happy with where you're at, right? Like, um, there was a point, like, for me, you know, this was a couple years ago, uh, after I got out of the military, I was working a job, and I wasn't doing anything. Like, I wasn't, I was kind of doing it, but I wasn't, like, in school or anything. I was kind of, like, in, like, this limbo of, like, I don't really know what I'm doing. So, like, I wasn't happy with where I was at, right? And so, I ended up, um, I ended up changing that. Uh, I later en uh, enrolled in school, got a degree got a job lead leads a couple jobs later leads to this one um but it's one of those things where you kind of have to like you kind of just have to sit with it for a bit you have to identify whether you're happy or not if you're happy good you know like it you know like next question to that is does it work towards your goals yes all right cool no all right now you're gonna have to kind of be like and then you're gonna have to kind of balance it of whether or not like hey do i want to keep on this path i can stay happy but it doesn't work towards my goal or, hey, I want to work it towards my goal, right? And then if you go back to it and you just answer the question like, no, I'm not happy. No, it doesn't work towards my goal. Like, all right, then like I would say that you'd probably have to sit back and kind of identify what about it doesn't make you happy. What can you do to change it? And then try and change it and move it towards, you know, like move it towards your goal or your purpose, you know? Like I, I just – I can't stress it enough, you know? Like if you're not happy with where you're at in life, you know, much like Dan says – change your life or change your mind, change your life, change your life, change your mind. You know, like it's, 
it's 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 catchy, quirky, whatever. But like I'm telling you, man, it's it's really important. It is. Yep. Reflect, reevaluate, adjust. That's crucial. Reminded me of a quote, quote from uh, The Office where something like that is like request, reflect, request, reevaluate, readjudicate. Something and he just goes off this tangent. Yes. <laughs> something yes. totally ridiculous. Oh, um, good office yeah, no, it's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Well, Seth, do you have any other questions? Any other points? Uh, no. I, you know, I think I think basically just no. Short answer, no. But I would tell if I were going to say it, everybody like just you know find your purpose. It's such a it's such a like. It sounds like such a small thing. It's just a small phrase, but I'm telling you, like, you can't find a bigger, like, a bigger thing in your life to do, you know, because this this will encompass your entire the entirety of your life from when you're a kid to when you're when you're an old person, and it's just it can't I can't I can't emphasize it enough, you know, like, you know, take it from someone who was so negative about like saw the negative aspects in life for like everything that i could pick out yeah we could go do something fun i'd be like eh, you know this was okay i guess uh now i'm sitting here like oh yeah i'm having fun you know like it's take it from someone who knows like find try and find your purpose it's going to change it's going to be diff- difficult but it's totally worth it how about you chris no I, i'm going to piggyback right on that like yes and honestly it's because you are worth it you know i'm talking to everyone out there like you may not think that you need to find your purpose you know like oh well you know i just i'm garbage no like you are worth it take the time and invest in yourself because you deserve it whether you believe you are or you do or not you deserve it please invest in yourself um i just can't you know i can't preach that enough like you know take the time and do it um was it oh it's from the movie hitch you know what's it what's the quote wake up every morning like it was on purpose and you know some days you're gonna have rough days i know i get it but like find what drives you and just invest in that you know just just pursue that that drive because that's gonna help you so much especially in those rough times but please 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 find what you love and just do it because you know you may not have a purpose now or you may not think you have a purpose but you do you just need to invest in yourself because you're incredible you're awesome you're worth it treat yourself um well seth should we wrap it up then yeah let's 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 do it um so we want to thank everybody for listening i appreciate it this has been another uh episode of men in your life unapologetically human uh i've i've been seth this has been been chris yep chris here and uh thanks everybody for listening and next week uh Dan and Brady should be back to wrap up part three of their series of voids. Uh, So thanks everybody for listening and uh, we'll catch you guys later. Yeah. And as the, the great Dan says, it's okay to not be okay, but let's not stay there. Let's uh, let's get better. All right, guys, y'all have a great week. Take care.